Welcome to Use Your Words Podcast, where we believe in intelligently spoken conversations. So yeah, so, you know, and like I, like I, and like I will admit, like I said, uh, some, one, another, I can talk, <laughs> or not, <laughs> yeah, or not. Welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast, a gloomy February afternoon as we record this down in Aaron's basement where I can't tell you if there's sun or not outside, but we're going to have a conversation anyways. <laughs> so uh, once again, I'm joined by Aaron, Mr. Johnson himself with a mouthful of food as he tries Hi. to talk. <laughs> mm, hello. And again, my name is Paul DeArmond and we're going to have uh, another interesting one, which so... A few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now, uh, we had a conversation about around uh, February 14th about, you know, this whole concept of is there a cost to porn in that? And uh, when we recorded that episode, I gave Aaron essentially two choices. One was that one and one was the one we're going to have today. (laughs) (laughs) And surprisingly, Aaron wanted to talk about the other one. So, ta-da, you got that. You got the one about... Does porn have a price around Valentine's Day? You know, such a lovely dovey topic. Because n- nothing Day. says love like, here, honey, I bought us couples porn. <laughs> oh. Yum. Oh, no. That's a terrible word to say for that. As I say, <laughs> I don't have a significant other, and so I can't have couples porn. So I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> Seriously, uh, th- wow, and derailed. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, it is still it's still early 2021, and already life seems to be going a little bit crazy. I don't know if you've read the news at all today, Mr. Johnson. Two mm. things hit the news today at the same time, which contradict one another, and I don't know which one to believe. Oh. One study by John Hopkins says, "Oh, we should have herd immunity by April of this year." So about a month away or so from here. Another one is from Dr. Fauci saying, expect to wear masks until 2022 at least. Nope. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Great. Well, well, what's this supposedly about South Dakota already having herd immunity? I don't know. I didn't read about that one, but it wouldn't surprise Mm -hmm. me because South Dakota has been very much this whole concept of no one needs to wear a mask. Yeah. So essentially they've built up their own natural herd immunity which we were told early on in the pandemic you can't do that because that Mm-mm. doesn't work but nope. now we're being told we need herd immunity but yeah re- regardless you know you know there, there's probably some fine detail in there that is not being exposed you know where they're saying herd immunity via the vaccine is more efficient than herd immunity by getting it naturally don't know we're just going to have to continue following along with what's going on you know oh. and th- there's a lot going on but yeah. that being said, COVID has been ravaging, ravaging uh, this nation now, the United States, well, the divided states of America, uh, <laughs> yeah. for about the past year or so at this point. You know, I, I started kind of following along with this mystery disease out of China last January. And then February, you kind of started hearing about it spreading. In March, we started having you know, the first confirmed cases. And then in March it was, oh, we are going a full lockdown. Everybody, 15 days to slow the spread. And yeah. here we are a year later. Still apparently trying to do the same thing. 
but that's okay. You know, life changes. You know, I don't think anyone bought or really believed that 15 days so slow the spread was actually going to happen and that it was going to be one of those things that we took it day by day, week by week, month by month, in which we have been doing. Well, year by year. You know what? According to Fauci, yes. So, you know, well, we'll, we'll have to see. There, there's various pieces of science out there, and we need to believe all of it. We need to believe all the science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to trust all of it. Yep. But trusting the science should not be an excuse for killing grandmas. Mm. Which what I is mm. what one of the excuses that they're using over in New York nowadays. Right. So for those of you unaware, uh New York, uh Cuomo over there, not to be not to be confused with CNN host Cuomo, Cuomo. which is his <laughs> brother. Yes, the brothers. Yeah, so so we'll get to that in a second about the brothers, because there's been a little um, forcible rift there. Force, not forcible, forced rift. So so if you're not aware, last March, Cuomo, when this whole COVID thing was really starting to pick up steam, they enacted uh, a measure which, which told nursing homes that they were forced to admit patients who tested positive for COVID-19. You know, some nursing homes were, were trying to do the whole thing of like, hey, we don't want to admit patients who have COVID-19 because, you know, it's it's going to spread. You know, old people, they're immunocompromised. You know, they're already like on 5,000 medications. You know, a little flu can kill grandma. Can you imagine COVID-19, you know, type of deal? And nursing homes are like, don't make us take these. Oh, wait, we, well, nope, we're being forced to take them. Okay, so sweet. We're being forced to take COVID-19 people sweet um so they were forced to do that and and that directive was actually eventually reversed in i believe it was june or july of last year uh eventually they were like oh wait nope we shouldn't be admitting covid19 positive people to (laughs) to the nursing homes and so they're like oh stop and they stopped Mm -hmm. um and now you know there's a lot of pressure about it about the whole thing and people going oh we need to know take a step back on on this whole thing and it turns out that the cuomo administration underreported nursing home covid deaths by up to 50 percent underreported by by 50 up to 50 percent wow so up to 50 percent more people died in nursing homes than than reported originally by the cuomo administration this was released by the new york attorney general this is re- released as a sixty page, a sixty-seven, a seventy-six page report that was done after a months-long investigation by the Attorney General's office, and they did this because there were allegations that nursing homes failed to follow COVID safety protocols. So they were investigating nursing homes for following COVID safety protocols, and as part of this investigation, they then found that the Cuomo administration had been underreporting nursing home deaths. Hmm. That's great for him, isn't it? Not really. No, it's not It's not great for anyone. No. And so, you know, that comes out and people are like, wow, okay. You know what? You know, that's that's weird. Well, then there was uh, an aide to Cuomo who was kind of caught on a phone call telling Democratic representatives we had that they had to hold these numbers back because they were fearing being investigated by the Trump administration. I, I, I know you're laughing. Mm-hmm. But it, it falls down that whole political trope, you know, when the conservatives got in power and things were going wrong, they said, blame Obama. You know, when yeah. 
you know, when Democrats got in power now, it's, the, it's blame Trump. Blame Trump. You know, and when conservatives get in power again or whoever, they're going to go blame Biden. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're just blaming the previous administration. Um, but they're blaming, yeah, we, they were actually fearful that they were going to be investigated by the Department of Health and hu Human Services for the number of deaths in nursing homes. So they withheld that data. And so they wouldn't get investigated. Mm. When, would that, isn't that a, 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 a crime of some sort? I'm sure it could be. And there's investigate. There's calls for investigations. Now, the beautiful thing about this, and I never thought I would say this, there are calls for investigation in Cuomo from both Democrats As and I'm, Republicans. On both sides. This is probably the first bipartisan resolution yep. of 2021. I think we should celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> we no, should yeah. throw a party and say this is the first time Democrats and Republicans have They've agreed on together. one thing: Cuomo is a dirty rat. It must be <laughs> removed. Like there are yeah. people calling for his not if it not, he doesn't resign, they're saying he should be pulled from office over this. Mm -hmm. And and you're like fifty percent. That sounds like a big number. I know it sounds like a big number. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that it, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to preface it with this. One is too many. Okay, one death due to COVID, right? So when you take into account all this, uh, that is. About 8,700 more people added to the death toll in nursing homes. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That is a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that brings the total up to somewhere like 15,000, 16,000 total is the number of people that have died in nursing homes due to COVID. And that's just nursing homes. Right. Yeah. Because here's, here's what Cuomo was doing. This was sneaky on his part. And I get it. Hmm. And, and as someone who used to work in the long-term term healthcare industry, I know the games that they play at hmm. the long-term healthcare industries. I can tell you a lot of them. I cannot say them on air because I could probably get into legal trouble if I said some, <laughs> of, that I, some of the things I know that they did. Hmm. Um, but one of the things that they would do is if they want to keep their death count low, before a person would die, that they would ship them off to the hospital because then they would die in the, in hospital, the hospital, not in the nursing home. No. Mm -hmm. But technically, that death should be counted as a nursing, nursing home, home death, death because they were on being treated in the hospital from the nursing home. Yeah. Well, that's what these hospitals were doing. And Cuomo took advantage of that, essentially, and said, oh, these people die in the hospital, not the nursing home. So therefore, hospital death, not nursing home death, mm -hmm. when in reality, it should be nursing home death. Now, so I, I, now, obviously, that's not, that's going to be potentially different from state to state. You know, not every state is the same. Just happens to be in their state in New York is if they are a nursing home resident who goes to the hospital and dies at the hospital, it still counts as a nursing home death. And that's not how they were counting them. Tricky, tricky. Mm -hmm. See how it's easy to manipulate the numbers, right? Yeah, I say that's good at it. Yeah. Sick. Uh, no, I get it 100%. And it's just like, ah, can, can't believe that, that that's happening, right? And the, the you know how they found this data that, that this was happening? They surveyed about 62 nursing homes or about 10% of the nursing homes in the state. And that's how they found the discrepancy. Oh. Hmm. 
So this preliminary, and I say it's preliminary because this report's still on, kind of ongoing on some things, um, but they're saying up to 50% underreported deaths in, nurse, in nursing homes in New York alone. I can't even imagine what it is in other states then too. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, I hate to say funny, okay? Because yes, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. I know. <laughs> um, so we, you know, because people knew it was going to be bad in New York because people are living on top of one another. Oh, I mean, it's a huge city. Yeah. Yeah. So what did people, what happened uh, last year? What did people do? Oh, what was sent to New York to try to help things? You're asking me to remember stuff from so long ago. What was sent? Yeah. Uh, they've had a few things sent to them. Um, well, I know th- at one point they had, well, granted that at one point there was, um, this would have been, been more recent, but there was obviously the vaccination stuff. Um, well, I'm but, thinking, I'm thinking but, early days of COVID. I see. Yeah. Early days of COVID. Of, wasn't was it medical attention of some sort? Well, I don't remember exactly they sent the U.S. Navy, Naval Hospital Comfort. Yes, it was a thousand bed hospital. Yes, on the water. On okay, that was mm. sent to alleviate the potential strain of all that was going on in, in New York. So that way, you know, COVID positive patients really didn't. Wor- didn't need to go back to nursing homes because what happened is when this was happening you know nurse march was coming along and you know all these older people were getting covid you know were being sent to hospitals with covid and then cuomo goes well we need the hospital beds for other covid patients so we're going to ship them back to the nursing homes that's why you're being forced to take them so instead of sending them to somewhere like that the ship yeah boy it was a thousand dollars not a thousand dollars a thousand bed hospital they were sent back to nursing homes with other old people. So they could all get it and die. Okay. How many beds? I, I already told you. There's a thousand beds on the ship, right? Yeah. How many people were sent to this thousand bed hospital? Oh, probably not enough to fit fill the thousand. Good, good job, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I, I'm glad you could pick up on that and make that quick inference, but uh, how many? Uh, I guess I'll say 50%, so 500. Hmm. No. How over am I? Ooh, way over. Uh, let's do 15%, so 150. You're still over. 100 beds? You're still over. 25 beds? You're still over. Zero? No. Uh, five? Um... So there were 20 COVID patients. Oh, my god! That being said, there were a total of 77 patients. About 57 of those were other things other than COVID, really. So out of a 1,000-bed hospital, they saw a total of 77. And 20 of that was like COVID. <sighs> okay. Wow. So there's that that happened, right? Yeah. That, that, that could have helped alleviate the bed supply in the hospitals right there. Mm-hmm. What other hospital went there and was chased out? What other hospital went there? Mm-hmm. Went to New York. Oh. Samaritan's Purse. Oh, some Samaritan's Purse. 
They deployed an, emer- okay. an emergency field hospital in New York City to alleviate, you know, bed shortages in the New York hospitals. But they were told they had to leave. Like, they were setting up field nurses on, you know, not nurses, uh, field hospitals on their own dime. You know, they're bringing in doctors, nurses, medical per- per- personnel to care for whatever, you know, they needed. So that way, if they wanted the COVID patients only in the hospital, then they would take, you know, like, oh, you know, Aaron fractured his leg and needs to spend a week with his leg in the air in a brace. You know, they could take care of you there. Mm-hmm. But they were chased out in New York because Samaritan's Purse doesn't believe in gay marriage, so therefore they are a hateful organization. Therefore, they cannot help those people in need in New York. That's why. That's why. In other words, Samaritan's Purse got canceled by the city of New York for having an opinion differing of those of the majority of the people there. So at what point do you put your... How could you put that over, man, people's livelihood? I mean, we look around at cancel culture all around us, and we see that all the time we see people putting the needs and wants of their opinions above the needs and the health of everyone else because my feelings yeah my feelings get hurt therefore i get hurt therefore you die (laughs) quite literally um so cuomo i mean cuomo had to be the one to send him home right or reject their help yeah so you know they were there for a little while they were so they had a 68 bed field hospital right they treated more people than the ship i'll give them that at least they treated over 300 covid19 patients at their hospital wow okay so (laughs) uh you know what you know what the like the salt on top of the wound is on this one after they were told to leave because of their statement of faith, Cuomo sent them a tax bill. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Oh. So not only did they try to help, they had to pay for it. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't like I don't like this guy. <laughs> I I don't think I like this guy too much. Um, uh, gosh, and I I wonder though, like, did because me? Yeah, a year ago, I wasn't really paying attention to anything. Gee, you don't say. Yeah, you don't say. Uh-huh. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but like, was there any outrage about that then? About them being turned away, like the help being turned away. There wasn't as much, I think, as there is now, there especially is now. now that it's coming out that, hey, um, these older people not necessarily didn't have to get sick and or die from COVID because people who were infected could have been sent elsewhere. Somewhere else. Instead of being forced sent to come back, back to the nursing, to the nursing home, home, even though they had COVID. Now, with as far as like, I thought I had, gosh, I hate, I hate in the sense, what is this called? Pulling a brewer. Where it's like, I had heard, I thought I had heard something about even just like the workers at nursing homes. Like, would they, if they were sick, were they still allowed to work? Yes. Okay. So, especially in the earlier days of the pandemic, um, workers who were COVID positive were still allowed to go back to work. 
Now, that was in the earlier days. I think as it went on later on, Probably they were told, that. stay home, don't come in, yeah. type of deal. But especially in the early days, and, and their defense for that was we had the personal protection in place to be able to protect the patients from it, which there's varying studies of the effectiveness of the various pieces of PPE. Mm-hmm. You know, but regardless of the fact, the number one thing we all know, and it's common sense, if you're sick, stay away. Right. Even if you have the like the yeah. common cold, the common yeah. flu, just stay home. You know, my work when I worked at you know for the other co- previous company, they were like, just stay home, mm-hmm. don't bother coming in. You know, work from home. You know, obviously, well, thankfully nur- you can do that. Yeah, I could do that, but like I was a nurse, you couldn't do that, right? No. But they're like, don't bring that illness in and spread it because you're in close contact with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we already know COVID is a lot more contagious than the common flu. So, and especially these new variants that are coming around from various countries, they're even more virulent, more contagious. Which would be interesting to see how that goes, I guess. Well, that's probably why we're going to have to wear masks till 2022. <laughs> but hmm. you have all that going on, and it's like, oh, that's just a kick. Now, that being said, remember, like, back in the early days, you had all this, all these staff, like, maybe if there was an area that wasn't hit hard by COVID yet, they were flying to New York to help them with COVID. Remember that? Like, I'm going to, I'm a nurse. I'm going to New York to help with COVID. Mm. Well, anyone that works in New York for 14 days or more has to pay New York income taxes. <laughs> it's just like a kick, right? When you don't need it the most. Right. It's like, really? You're doing this to us? And they go, and Cuomo goes, well, we're not in a position to provide subsidies right now because we have a $13 billion deficit. Because essentially, they, you know, when you shut down the economy, you're not making money. Surprise, surprise. Huh. You I, know. I, yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise, didn't right? didn't know that. So, you know, so Samaritan's Purse got essentially kicked out after some controversy there. Um, I know. that The ship wasn't used. You're talking beds that could have been used 100% to subsidize, you know, subsidize the existing infrastructure to allow it to be better and allow it to work with, you know, less problems. People didn't have to go back. Say, I mean, New York didn't have to, well, wasn't being asked to pay for the stuff, was it? For like the ship with the, the thousand beds and like, I don't they didn't think have so. to pay anything for that, did they? No. Trump just sent the ship. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to supplement, you know, your hospital capacity because we know. Now, and, and, you, and you go, a thousand beds isn't that much, you know, but. No, it's not. The when you but, really use a max of 77. That's an insult. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, hmm, we could have at least filled that up before resorting to sending granny back to, to the, the nursing, nursing home, home where she killed her bingo partners. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about a mass murder going on, and that's what was happening. And it wasn't the old people's fault. You know, they were sick and being sent back. Yeah. And well, I, okay, nursing homes, I didn't, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. Nursing homes are one of the most prevalent places for STDs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like these old people aren't. Getting around and socializing at all. They, they're doing stuff. <laughs> they're they're hanging out. They're hanging out. So to, to say that, huh, 
a thing that spreads like the flu and maybe a little bit more powerful than the flu won't be a problem in a nursing home. No. No. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. If Yeah. If all that's happening, then that COVID's definitely going to get around. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's, it, I, you can't, can't speak for all the people in the nursing home, but it's like, I don't know. I guess. Uh, what? I guess I, I'm curious as to how many, like, have the mentality of, like, that, you know, they're like, since they're at the age that they are, just do whatever they want and have fun now because they don't have much longer to go, anyways. Like, I wonder how many of them have that mentality with it and don't. Maybe don't necessarily care about getting sick. Yeah, and that, all that. That, that that'd be a interesting question because I know like my uh, mother, you mm-hmm. know, who I call Mother Dearest. Yeah, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm old enough. I don't care. She's like, the only reason she's like the only reason I'm getting um, the vaccine is because I won't get it as severe. And that's the only reason. She's like, I know it's not going to prevent it. You know, and, and the various vaccines are various effectiveness on preventing it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But all of them are very effective at preventing it from being as serious. Right. Which is essentially what you're looking for, you know. Yeah. Get the sniffles versus end up on a respirator. Okay, that's a big difference, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I, so and, 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 and that is just, it, as it comes along with, like, the older folk, it just does. It seems to be quite the trend. This is like you know, it's like oh well, we don't care anymore, kind of thing. And there's just a lot more careless about what they do because it's like, well, what else? Like <laughs> I don't know. It's not like I, they have much more to do. I guess really, which sounds really sad to put it that way. But because I mean, I don't know. Gosh, now I'm thinking about my parents. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about? Like, I guess their whole mentality. Oh, okay. The whole, like, granted, they're not in the nursing home, and I hope they never do go to one. I'll always be here to take care of them, I suppose. Hopefully. You never know. Um, But it's like, they're not concerned about the whole COVID stuff, I guess. They're like, well, if we get it and we die, then um, it's whatever at this point. They don't really have that care anymore to, or they don't have that fear in them of COVID and getting it and dying. Cause it's like, well, well, I guess to them it's like, we know where we're going kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, I guess I wonder how many people just have that mentality of not caring in the nursing home. Yeah. That'd be a good question. Cause I mean, if there's like all the STDs and stuff going around like that, it's like, well, clearly they don't care if they're getting that. And, and of course we can't go into the nursing home to ask anyone because unless you're family and have a special reason to go, you're pretty much barred from visiting a nursing home right now. Oh yeah. yeah You can't even bring a smile to the little old lady who's like, I haven't seen my family in a year and a half and my husband just died. You can't go bring a smile to her face anymore. So stupid. So, you know, we talked about those, (sighs) those two temporary hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. There were more temporary hospitals in the city of New York. Mm. Uh, the Javits Center. That's the name. <laughs> uh, so it was set up to be like a 2,900 bed facility. 
they had they'd never admitted more than 500 patients to that entire place it doesn't make sense you know and there were other temporary hospitals set up as well that largely sat empty as well again places where people could go but the hospitals either due to um like they said with the javits center it was pretty much impossible to get a transfer accepted there to get a trans oh okay so like politics just got in the way of people being able to use the beds there why is politics such a big thing because politics are politics and politics suck but yet they have so much control oh yeah on stuff so you have all this going on and it's just like ah you know this is why covid is ravaging the country just left and right and new york is going like yeah we have these hospital beds we're not going to use <laughs> it's like wait, what, why you know and the, and the mercy ship you know eventually just left and mm-hmm. well what do you, yeah what else do you do i guess well don't want to stay too long because you don't want to get a bigger bill from cuomo for being there yeah <sighs> and, and they do say so they're um so, you know, that is all happening, right? Mm-hmm. So the New York health chief, Zucker, said allowing residents to return to nur- nursing homes, even if COVID positive, uh, I, that part I added in, even if COVID positive was part I added in, helped protect the state's healthcare system from collapsing at the time. When you have this many open beds. Now, there's probably something the healthcare workers are going to go, but you don't understand this component. Maybe that's true, mm-hmm. but it is bad optics at the same time, that you have so many empty beds, and if you go, well, not all of them can support a respirator, then put all your broken leg people in the non-respirator beds, a.k.a. the Javits Center, the ship, the field hospital from Samaritan's Birds, the whatever, and keep all your COVID-positive patients only in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what your butt is. I understand that there's a limit, especially near the beginning, there was like a limit on respirators and that. Yeah. I get that, you know. And, mm-hmm. and But you can't keep saying, oh, that. It's like, no, put all your non-COVIDs over here, your COVID's here, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But it's not that, I know it's not that simple. I know there's more to it. I know things have to be different. But you can't tell me you couldn't have found a way to use all those empty beds. Right. Yeah, just letting them, wasting them essentially. I'm between the, the the center and the in the ship, mm-hmm. right? You're talking close to thirty four hundred empty beds just between those two temporary hospitals. Mm. See, I wonder about. I, don't know, I wonder about. Mm, Granted, I have no knowledge of the respirator stuff. But, I mean, because for our company, we were making something for the respirators, like a strap. A Velcro strap. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would anticipate you were making that and not the motor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, not making uh-huh, the motor. Exactly. But I, I guess I'm curious as to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, obviously, wow. Uh, <laughs> whenever I say... Like S words are like a the sure thing. Yeah, I, know. I always get like a super harsh note in there. And I hate it. Anyway, Everyone does. I, but I feel like my answer just so much worse. I don't know. Anyways, um, 
like I don't know how many other companies were making this respirator thing because we were just doing a very small part, and our part probably wasn't really that necessary. As for I don't know how necessary our part was in making a strap and what the strap did, whatever. But we were supposed to make like a couple hundred thousand for them. Yeah, I only ended up doing probably like thirty to maybe forty. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm curious as to what stopped that from continuing farther. I think some of it is as the virus kind of has been around longer, we learned more therapeutics to help relieve some of the stuff. We learned, Mm -hmm. hey, we can use this, this, and this, and then that's going to prevent a person from being on a respirator. You know, so it's not like, hey, we're out of respirators. We're using like all 50,000 that we have or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of that probably was happening as well as the whole concept also of, hey, the ones who got it early on were probably the ones who were more, and I'm in that category, uh, would be susceptible to the worst consequences of it. You know, ones whose health isn't the best necessarily, ones who aren't exactly, you know, the most fit in that, you know, who has what they call comorbidities. Those Mm. are the ones probably catching it the you know first and the earliest and if you're catching it first and earliest like that you're the ones who's going to need the respirator well guess what when little 20 year old timmy catches it and fit as a horse and is like yeah whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like hmm i coughed a little you know you know they're not going to need it but they got sick you're still going to have people i'm not i'm not downplaying it you're still going to have people who are going to get sick and guns still need respirators to this time Mm -hmm. yes guaranteed uh, and it's great that we have that capability. But mm-hmm. as we have learned from this disease, it is not 100% new to us anymore. We've learned, hey, we do this, these therapeutics, we might be able to help them out a little bit better to keep mm-hmm. them from getting down that, that route. And then maybe you only need 10% of those people who would normally need a ventilator in the past needing a ventilator now, mm. if that makes sense. No, yeah, no, it does. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know. So I just find uh, it interesting, you know, all this is going on over in New York. And like I said, New York's, um, New York's, I almost said New, New York's, York's and Democrats. <laughs> uh, New York's and Democrats. Republicans and Democrats are both on the same page of saying, hey, we need to investigate Cuomo. Yeah. And then CNN kind of came in and I loved this headline I saw yesterday. I wish I would have grabbed it, that the article. Mm. Um, but it was like, no more um, happy, feel good times between the Cuomos on CNN. Because what was happening during this whole pandemic is uh, CNN Cuomo would interview Brother Brother Cuomo. Cuomo. And it was like, I think on one of them, they were asking like the... uh, Wasn't that just personal life stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, So Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, you know, the politician. Yeah, governor guy. Governor guy. um, He... I, I don't know if he like got divorced or widowed or something, but yeah. One, in one of the CNN things, he's like, "Well, I'm single and ready to mingle." And so his brother from CNN was giving him advice on how to get out there and date again, and it was like, and had yeah. like a big giant Q-tip prop and all this other stuff, and just like, what the heck is going on? You know, do that in your personal time. Well, it, he was trying to be funny with it about, and I forget exactly what the context was, but he's using a yeah. big giant. It was like. Oh wow! This is what they consider news on CNN. 
Wow, no joke. wonder why people think it's a joke. Um, you know, don't forget, this is also the same Chris Cuomo who uh, was, Chris Cuomo is the CNN reporter. Yeah. He's the one who said that he had COVID and that he hadn't left his basement. They made like this big old video production of him coming out of his basement for the first time in months type deal. And then afterwards, a, a guy on a bike, you know, said, hey, a few weeks ago, he yelled at me while he was out viewing property out and about town without a mask. <laughs> Oh, wait, so he wasn't down hidden under... So there was this whole big controversy of him going, oh, I've only been here, but nope, 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 nope. He's been out and about. He's been out and about. And the the guy was like, yeah, you know, Chris Cuomo threatened to fight me, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, the guy recognized him. He's like, hey, you have COVID. Why are you around your family and your children and all these other people without masks out and Mm -hmm. about? It's like, you should be at least a mask and you should be quarantined in your house. And Cuomo got all upset about that. But so CNN has finally put the kibosh. Cuomo cannot interview Cuomo anymore on CNN. I think that would be an... You would have thought that that would have been a standard to begin with, with journalism, because that would have been an impartiality thing. Yeah. You cannot... Well, I could be impartial against my own family, but (laughs) I'd probably be adversarial against my own family, (laughs) let's be honest. But for the most part, most people are not going to be adversarial with their own family, they're not going to be willing to catch them in the lie to ask them, hey, I think you're lying here and say, right. well, what's the reality here? You know, and mm-hmm. all these other things and just gloss over any little fact that isn't happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they finally said, uh-uh, you, you can't just interview your brother anymore. And especially after this controversy came out, they're like, uh-uh, we, we don't That's want it. you touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. We do not want to be a part of this. No, which is, uh, yeah, good on their part. Finally. For doing that, yeah, because, yeah, you would think that's just common sense, but. You would think, but no. <sighs> uh-uh. Cause, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get having, I, mean, I guess part of me gets that you can do that. It's like a fun little thing or whatever, but eh, so best not to. So it's funny, to, you know, to see all this happening and, um. People are saying, you know what, Cuomo should go to jail. Mm-hmm. I think there's a case to be made for that, okay? But mm-hmm. like all things, there should be due, due investigation. You yes. know, he does deserve his yep. his day in court to present the evidence, to present his side of the story, to present his thing, and, and he deserves to have a trial in front of his peers, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Whether I may disagree with him or not, that is still his right. The, uh, yeah, it it is. Yes, hundred percent. So, so people, but people are going. You know what? He should go to jail, and he could take his Emmy with him. Because <laughs> did you know he, <laughs> he got, got an, an Emmy. Emmy for handling the COVID so well? Well, he, okay. Here's what they said when they gave him his Emmy. Okay. Uh, yeah. The governors, and this is at the time of the Emmy, so there might have been more than 111 at this time. Okay you know, at the current, but at the time when the, this Emmy was given out, said this, the governor's 111 daily briefings worked so well because he effectively created television shows with characters, plot lines, and stories of success and failures. The wow. Academy's president and CEO, Bruce Paisner, explained in a statement announcing the decision, people around the world tuned in to find out what was going on in New York, tough became a symbol of the determination to fight back. So, in other words, they like, oh, he essentially created a TV show based on his 
daily briefing, so he gets an Emmy for his acting in it. That's yeah, that's what this is on act. Uh. So he received the Founders Award. Uh, that's the Emmy specifically that he re that he received. It recognizes an individual or group that crosses cultural boundaries to touch our common humanity. It was in, uh, created in 1980, and it's gone to. Um, it's gone to another politician as well, former Vice President Al Gore, who won the prize in 2007. But at least he wasn't in office at that point in time. Mm. So, you know, it's like, he, oh, and you know, he also took the time and all this um, COVIDness. So I don't know about you. Like me, I've had a lot of free time more or less because of COVID. Because, you know, oh, that's a lie. I don't have more free time. I still have enough. <laughs> exactly. But a lot of people have a lot more free time due to COVID because they're not traveling as much and you know stuff like that right you would think a politician especially a governor would be crazy busy with all this you'd think so but he found time to write a book yeah he that's right he, did, yeah, he, he, he wrote, wrote a book. book on the lessons learned about managing a pandemic which it's still not done but so how 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 soon did he write that after it started um that was a good pop i'm not sure I'm not sure on this one. So depending on how soon that one was done, I was like, you learned a lot in a little time, supposedly, yeah. but. So he, so he's written, uh, yeah, so it's called American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, it was, it is released. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, it was released in October. Okay. It was published October 13th. I wonder when he started it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, okay. If the lockdown started in March. Uh-huh. So let's say he knew about it in February. So let's say March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. That's eight months, about. Yeah. I'm just wondering how long did it take? How, how, it, do you know how many pages it is? That's going to be my next question. 300. It's, it's quite a beefy book. That's Yeah, that's... More pages than I've ever liked to read in a book. That's probably more pages than you've ever read in your entire life. No, that's not true. <laughs> I've read bigger books. Really? But because I kind of had to for school. So. Oh. Yeah. What was it? The ABCs? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe. It was the dictionary. Oh, the dictionary. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, gosh. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't. Ugh, the whole situation I don't like. It's just the fact that the biggest thing is him misrepresenting the numbers is the most frustrating part to me. And I guess what we have um, someone from church, their uh, parent of theirs passed away in one of the nursing homes in New York, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's just like, mm, that's sad. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you don't want to politic- necessarily politicize deaths like that, but at the same time, when it's a policy that is forced like that to do it, it's like, no. And and, and, and you got to admit, Cuomo does not help himself at all when he talks. Oh. <laughs> if you haven't no. heard this, yes, it is out of context. No, it is not edited, but I think you do need to hear this. 
But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. And I dealt with the loss of my father. The pain is so incredible uh, and inexplicable. And why and why and why? Because you put old people in the nursing home with COVID. That's why. He should get an Emmy just for that. Just yeah. I, I feel like giving him a standing ovation just now. Just be like, bravo, bravo, good sir. Your acting is great. That's, ah. see, and I don't know. It, that's what almost like makes me, ner- oh, well, okay, granted, yes, he's do his own uh, trial and stuff like that. If they were to try and get, put him into jail for this. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I guess I just wonder how much money does he have? And it's like, I guess what advantages does he have where he could help himself, I guess, get past it? And then, I guess, uh, I don't here's know. how you get past it. Here's how, and here's how he gets past it. Mm-hmm. He comes out, he doesn't blame the fact that they're trying to hide the numbers from the Trump administration because they might have been under investigation. He doesn't blame his office like he already has done. Like he has blamed his oh. office for the mishandling of numbers and that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. He doesn't blame the blame at anyone else's feet except he goes, you know what? This happened under my watch. Mm-hmm. I am to blame for this and I am sorry. Essentially, yeah. I cannot bring those people back that died like this. However, I can learn from this mistake. Right. You don't get over something by passing the buck onto someone else. You get over and you get through a crisis owning. by learning and owning up to it. You can write more about a book. You can write another book. Yeah. You can go lessons learned since COVID. Yeah. Round two. Yep. You know, Gina Carano, you know, when she got canceled from Disney Plus, it's not like she went, oh, please forgive me and please let me back into the good graces of Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, this, this is my beliefs. I didn't never meant to harm anyone, you know, with the whole beep, boop, bop, bop thing. thing. Yeah. You know, she's like, I never meant to. I never even understood what that meant. Now I understand. So, you know, not trying to hurt anyone. And that's on me and I'm going to grow from it. But instead, you know, she she said the wrong thing. And she has the wrong opinion, so therefore, she Doesn't must work. be destroyed. You know. Yeah. But you know, Cuomo, like I said, just cannot stop from hurting himself. No. Well, there's apparently what there's. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I don't know his name, but there's one guy came out saying that like Cuomo was like threatened him. Yes. So that was Assemblyman Ron Kim. He was threatened by Cuomo uh, during a phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said that Cuomo threatened to destroy him mm-hmm. unless he helped him cover up the COVID-19 um, nursing home death <sighs> data. And you know what? It, it's not good. And this is reported by the Daily Mail over in UK. Again, green check marks across the board from NewsGuard. Okay. okay. It's not good when Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, mm-hmm. says... That's classic Andrew Cuomo in response <laughs> to Cuomo threatening uh, uh, this person. Oh, my gosh. Classic. This, hmm. 
You know, and of course, an and of course, Cuomo and his age are saying no. Um, but Ron Kim is lying. Blah blah blah. Oh, so yeah. it's back and forth, back and forth. But it doesn't help when the when when Andrew Cuomo, when uh, Bill De Blasio May. comes out and says, "Oh, that's that, that, that that's him. classic him. That that's exactly like he said." His exact quote is this: "It's a sad thing to say, but that's classic Andrew Cuomo." <sighs> That in and of itself should be enough to be like, oh. <laughs> well, here's the other thing he said. Got him. Uh, he, he, again, this is from de Blasio. Mm-hmm. He says, a lot of people in New York State have received these phone calls. The bullying is nothing new. Yeah. He said that he 100% believes Kim. Yeah. So, I guess what other evidence yeah. or proof do you well, need? Well, th- that's the thing. It's like, it's a he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, he said, he said type yeah. deal. And again, still gets the day in court, still gets to oh, yeah. the jury appears, but it doesn't look good. You know, and Ron Kim um, wasn't happy because he had some family that died in the nursing home thing as well. So he, he, like, that's why he was speaking up against it. Mm-hmm. And he was all upset about it and then told, nope, you got to have to. Lie about it. You got Well, not necessarily lie. You have to help me cover it up. Mm. Uh, lying is such a unique word. No politician will ever say lie. No. They will say massage the data. Then you need to help us make it look better. You need to help us with the optics. You need to help us with this. But you're never going to say lie. Which I would still consider a lie. <laughs> I know, but you got to remember how politicians think. Politicians think completely differently. So mm-hmm. this is, you know, stuff that's happening in the background right now. And it's interesting to watch as it, it literally comes down to a he said, he said thing. But again, when you have de Blasio come out and say, mm, yeah, this is kind of his MO. It's like, oh, that doesn't help me at all. No. That's like kicking me while I'm down. Thanks, de Blasio. <laughs> thank, thank you. No, really, though. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for us, the rest of the world. It's thank you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I, yeah, people are like, people are just like, oh, what are we gonna do now? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, get what? rid of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I even live in New York. I, I'm or glad. I'm glad that. that there is some repercussion coming to this. Yeah. There's some attention to it. It's not just kind of being slid mm-hmm. under 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 the rug, so to speak. That. We are getting some responsibility, hopefully, out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, there are multiple people, like I said, calling for that investigation, and hopefully that investigation does yeah, come. Right. We, I wish there was, like, a way where we could, like, I guess hold people in power more accountable for stuff. Right. So, unfortunately, right now, there really isn't a way to, quote-unquote, hold them responsible yeah. other than voting them out. Right. Which then gets into that whole conversation of, you know, are you an uninformed voter? Do you just vote for something because it has a D or an R behind mm-hmm. its name? Well, you know, who was it? Uh, I think it was Pelosi who said AOC could have gotten a, oh, no, that's what she said. In the, in the district where AOC got elected, they're like, Pelosi was like, you could have put a, a glass of water on the ballot with a D behind it and it would have been elected in that district. <laughs> in other words, what she's saying is, They'll just vote for any Democrat, regardless of who they are. They don't even care. They'll just say Democrat and vote for them. And people wonder why we have this more and more split, divided country that we have. And it's because anytime, like, it, it's 
entertaining, I should say. Yeah, entertaining. Watching some of these press conferences where Cuomo is in them and he's being asked about, you know, the grandparent death thing. And he's like, why are you politicizing it? Why are you making it political? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And then he turns around and makes everything else political. And it's just like, do you, do so, you not see the irony here, sir? Yeah. Why did you turn down help from the Trump administration? And, and that's, my, that, that's my question. This is how you know when someone is being hypocritical mm-hmm. on something. Did you take, when you receive something, if it said from Trump, would you not take it or take it? And then if it said from Biden, would you take it or not take it? Mm-hmm. If, Which, if you would, if it's the same thing and the change of name changes, if you would or wouldn't take it, you're being political with something mm-hmm. and you cannot be political with people's lives, Mm-mm. being political with people's lives, grandmas, grandparents, young kids, middle mm-hmm. age, doesn't matter the age range. If you're being political with people's lives because you're going, well, the vaccine was, and this is a, a whole other conversation. This is something that's going on right now. You know, back, you know, during the election time, people are going, well, and Kamala is one of the people going, well, if Donald Trump creates the vaccine, I won't take it. Yep. And now her and Joe are like, well, why aren't people and minorities taking the vaccine? (laughs) Well, maybe because you said last year, if Donald Trump developed the vaccine, you wouldn't take it. But yet it was developed underneath Donald Trump's presidency. But now because it's under yours, it's fine to take it. What? Yeah. Which... (laughs) <laughs> I did find, um, uh, with all of that was didn't um, was the plan was to have was a hundred or was a million, a million uh, vaccines like a day, under the Trump administration something like and that. And now like Biden's like oh yeah we'll have, um, a hundred million um. Uh, was vaccines over the next hundred days, which is pretty much what the Trump administration had set up, ready to go. Yeah, but when you look at it that way, the optics of it again, low information voter type. Yeah, hundred million is better than a million. Oh, than therefore Biden's better. Right, even though it's because it, no they, they they forget to denote the over a hundred days mm-hmm. versus the million a day. Over a day, yeah, and and, so, so. and they see hundred million. <gasps> Wow. Biden is so much better. Yeah. No. Give me my psychotropic drug so I can stay misinformed. <laughs> no, that's not that. It's not the psychotropic drugs. It's the give me everything else in the world, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which is interesting. I was just watching a Star Trek The Next Generation episode the other day. Mm. It's about two planets that um, their evolution was kind of similar along the lines until there was a plane that came along. And then they found that there's this one plant that could cure the plague, but it can only be grown on one of the two planets. Hmm. And what they found, though, was that the plant was highly addictive. It was like a narcotic, essentially, right? And so the one plant where it was grown figured it out and said, hey, this is a narcotic. We, we can't help us. But they're like, hey, we can sell it to this other planet, tell them it's a cure, and they have to stay on the cure for the rest of their lives. Ugh. So all they do on their planet is just grow this one little plant, and this art plant works and toils and gives them everything just so they could get their little fix. Ugh. And then, Oof. and I was sitting there watching, and I was like, oh boy, that's the politicians. Right. They're over there saying, we're going to give you this little thing over here, but you need to work and toil and give us all your money and all your, you need to give us your loyalty. You need to give us your religion. You need to give us your heart, your mind, and your soul. It now belongs to us. And it's in ours. return. We will give you this little pittance 
of a thing called normal life. Normal. Yeah. In quotes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad Cuomo's being investigated. Like yeah. He, the, oh. the guy, honestly, as much as I am not a fan of his, um, I, do, I don't say this lightly, but I, I do wish that there are some consequences and some fallout from this hiding of the numbers and then getting so belligerent about, hey, there's an issue with these. So I hope he does pay a price. I don't wish him death. I don't wish him anything no. like that. I do wish he gets his um, jury via peers, you know, trial via peers still. Um, and then the results of that are the results of that. Regardless, just I want the evidence to be out there plain for yep. people to see. It'd just be nice to have the truth. Hmm. That'd be interesting. The truth from a politician. <laughs> I don't know what world you're living in, sir. I know. It's a big dreamland. Well, you know what? I would not mind visiting that dreamland with you.